0: This is Jeff DeGote, Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Podcast Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in KC and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Chiefs offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs' big win over the Oakland Raiders. And then we also preview this upcoming tilt. Another big one, Joe. Against the New England Patriots, kind of been the nemesis for the Chiefs of late. Took them down the AFC Championship game. Yeah,
1: yeah, the Patriots have been a lot of people's nemesis, uh, Jeff. <laughs> That's you know, very they true. they they've had you know great success uh, over this last decade. They've they've put together great runs, great strings. Um, you know, look, we can you can use the word dynasty. It's legal, uh, and I and I think they're I think right now they're vulnerable. You know, you hear the talk of the locker room. Uh, you see the way that the Patriots have have dropped a little bit statistically, offensively, and um, you know I, th- I think it's it's a great uh, it's a it's a great week for the Chiefs. But man, that Raiders game—they were—I thought I thought the Chiefs looked really good. I thought they came out. I thought they played a very well-rounded game. Uh, I was a little scared that first quarter. You know I was you know I was watching Josh Jacobs and what he was doing at four or five six yards a clip and uh you know thank goodness for the turnovers penalties killed the raiders right i mean if, and if there's any fan out there who's watching football
0: knows turnovers and penalties you can't win penalties were really amazing zero penalties for the Chiefs. zero i mean that to have a completely clean game and then the, and then the raiders on the other side at 12 for 99.
1: no oh, it was horrible and, and it, more than just the yardage and the number they came it always seemed to come for the raiders at the exact wrong time you know, third and one illegal procedure. You know, they just, they just, and that put them, that set them back in that one drive that could have, you know, could have been a scoring drive for them. Um, you know, I just think they, they, they shot themselves in the foot. You know, we all knew Derek Carr wasn't going to be great in the weather and he, he kind of fulfilled that prophecy. <laughs> but, it, you know, it, it, look, it's a win. It's a win against an AFC rivalry. It's rate, it was Raider week. You know, anything can happen with a John Gruden team, especially this young one. And and I was just – I was excited to watch the Chiefs utilize weapons in some new ways. You know, I think if you watch Tyreek Hill, they used his speed vertically or they used his speed horizontally and not just vertically. He was beating people across the field, and I think that's something that the Patriots are going to have to game plan for, watching if they go back and watch the Raiders film in depth because I think you know, Tyreek Hill streaking across the field, as opposed to always going down the field, is going to give them.
0: It's going to give the Patriots fits. And they've had. Uh, you know, everyone has trouble with Tyreek Hill. He's a difficult matchup. Just Belichick today said he's the fastest. He flat out said, "Yeah, he's definitely the fastest guy in the NFL." So he gives everyone fits. But he's he's given the Patriots fits uh, in the, in all the games that he's played against them. You know, back to the Raiders game too. Uh, it's funny. Both Raiders games this year have been a little have been weird. The first one. Yeah the raiders march out 10 nothing lead and then the chiefs scored 28 points in the second quarter and no scoring after this after that this game you know if you had said that mahomes is barely going to complete over 50% of his passes he's mm-hmm. going to be under 200 yards he's going to throw one touchdown pass you'd be like oh man this is, you know, yeah. but they win 40 tonight. You have a uh, blocked extra point return for a two-point conversion. When does that ever happen? When does that picks, happen? I Pick mean, very. it's kind of, a, you know, these Raiders-Chiefs games are, are turning out to be a little uh, zany for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I, we talked about some chicanery
1: and some trickery. We, we didn't see it, right? Because um, I guess the game wasn't as close as it could have been mm-hmm. uh, to see, you know, that that kind of stuff kind of like when you saw that what the Dolphins did to the Eagles with the kicker who threw that little shovel pass. For the right, 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 right. That was a knife. I, I, was, I was thinking we would see something like that in the in the Raiders-Chief game. I just think the game was never close enough for something like that to happen. Um, I, I think one of the things we talked about, too, was that matchup with Max Crosby. What they did with Max Crosby, which, you know, i can put myself inside the head of John Gruden and his defensive staff, but Max Crosby rushed a lot more – in that Raiders game uh, against the Chiefs, over um, the left tackle, than he did most of. You know, he usually lines up over the right tackle. Um, so they they decided, I guess, to put him against Eric Fisher, maybe because of the injury. I and mean, that's mm-hmm. what that's Just what I was back. thinking. If I if yeah. I were if I were putting myself in John Gruden's shoes, I'm thinking, okay, where's my where's my biggest weakness on the offensive line at that particular time, you know. You know, we, we don't know how healthy Eric is, right? I mean, we, we know he's playing, he's playing well, but still, he's been he's had that nagging, you know, lower extremity and injury. And I think they tried to use Max uh, Crosby over there on that side in the pass, pass rush. Uh, and, and I think, you know, Eric was really effective against him. Max Crosby made some big plays, he's going to be a really good player. But I think for all intents and purposes, we, we won that matchup that we spotlighted uh, in our last podcast.
0: Yeah, Crosby was an impressive young guy, but like you said, uh, kudos to to Fisher and, and the offensive line, kind of finally being um, healthy together. Uh, you you mentioned uh, Josh Jacobs. We'll get to that in a second. Uh, another storyline from this game was just the the, deploy, the play of the safeties. Uh, Matthew's been good all season, and yeah. he's really playing a Pro Bowl level third interception of the season, huge turning point of the game mm-hmm. when the Raiders were driving with. Them. Jacobs. Man, Juan Thornhill, he's been steady all mm-hmm. season, but hasn't, his first big play, yeah. what a play, you know, for a, for a pick six.
1: Yeah, it's breakout play, right? And I, and I think they're all learning from, uh you, you know, from Matthew's, uh, you know, leadership. I think that's what he's doing most out there. I think he, his leadership is probably the thing that they're benefiting the most uh, he's, he really seems to be leading by example out there. He seems to be prepared. He's not getting himself caught in any bad situations. Um, and, and, that, and that, you know, for a young defense, especially in the backfield, they look, you know, they look to those, those leaders. I mean, I remember, you know, when I was, uh, you know, back in the 90s with the Kevin Rosses of the world, the Lloyd Burrises of the world, Albert Lewis, right? They would take those young defensive backs because it's, you know, there's a lot to learn back there. And, and they would take those guys and, and really teach them the game, teach them the subtleties of you know the coverages and quarterbacks' eyes. And, and I, I see, I think that's what Tyron. That's what, that's what they do. And uh, and I'm really impressed with with the way that the defense is is coming together. Still, a couple of things they got to fix and, and work on, uh, especially in the run game. You know that that four-two-five defense can be. You know, Ben, don't break. Um, you just don't. You just don't. Want to bend too much, <laughs>
0: right? And they, to- and you're totally right. There's a big reason they brought in Matthew uh, in the off season for such a big contract. He's tied with Landon Collins for a, the most annual uh, money given to a safety. Uh, they were both free agents this offseason. but they they keep mentioning his leadership qualities mm-hmm. and what he brings to the team. And also, you could really tell just the jump he on. He got, got on the ball, and he kind of referenced that him, himself that it was something he saw on film yeah. in the way that he yeah. read car.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's nothing you know. There's no substitute for preparation, right? And uh, you know that's what that's what this team is doing. That's why they're you know it's why they're eight and four. I think battling through the injuries, battling through some tough tough conditions that they've had to deal with this season so far. And you know you keep hearing about you know this isn't where they thought they'd be or where you know coming off the AFC Championship run there. But, you know, they are where they are and, and they're battling through it. And I think preparation, leadership, experience is really is what's getting them there. And I think, you know, Marty used to talk about all the time, this time in the season. And and I this is what I always think about. Whenever things are getting really tough, I think about Marty telling us, he used to say, hey, guys, the pyramid gets really tight at the top and the fit gets really tight you just and what what helps you break other teams out of that pyramid and let you be the last man standing is preparation and and just getting ready to play football games through film, through staying healthy, you know, taking care of your treatments, knowing your plays. You know, the fit is gonna start getting really tight now, Jeff. And I'm excited about about where the Chiefs are sitting at this point and how they're playing. And
0: speaking of top of the pyramid, I mean, the Patriots have been top of the pyramid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, for, for some time now, for almost like two decades, and this on Sunday presents a really interesting matchup. Not only is it a rematch of that classic AFC championship mm-hmm. game that the Patriots won in overtime, uh, you have the Chiefs offense, this very dynamic, uh, the fourth best offense, uh, according to all yardage mm-hmm. metrics, and yeah. then you have the Patriots defense, second in the league,
1: yeah, and, and, this and, it, and in a lot of categories, too. I mean, look at their turnover ratio. My goodness, the Patriots know how to take advantage of holding on to the ball and getting the ball out of people's hands when they're on the defensive side. I think, you know, we're going to have to obviously, we talked about what the Raiders did wrong turn the ball over, got to limit the penalties. Belichick and Brady will take advantage of those situations, both offensively and defensively. The Patriots will capitalize on, on mistakes because that's what they're trained to do.
0: And uh, I also look for, you mentioned the issue, there was a concern as well. I mean, the Chiefs put up 40 points. The game was never close. But as you mentioned, there was a little bit of nervousness with the way Josh Jacobs ran Mm -hmm. through that, uh, through the Chiefs defense. Chiefs are still 30th against the run. Uh, I look for a lot of Sonny Michelle, a lot of inside running from the Patriots. Mm -hmm. Um, And also another issue that's uh, been a concern for the Chiefs, uh, for the linebackers, short passes, dump off screens to the running back. No one is better at that than James White. So that's going to be a real test for the linebacking core of the Chiefs.
1: Yeah, yeah, they're definitely going to have to, you know, that 4-2-5 defense, you know, it's funny, there's all these, these, you know, uh, nomenclature and different things they call things. I mean, it's, it's really just, you know, from my growing up football days and for a lot of fans growing up football days – it's a nickel defense, right? Mm-hmm. That's what they called it, right? You know, wow. as everybody – they come up with these fancy names, you know, the four-two-five, and you know, it's 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 nickel. It's bringing in more defensive backs than you have linebackers. You know, I mean, the classic NFL defense in the '90s, '80s, '90s. You know, you had you had a, some four-four defense where you had true, you know, two true outside linebackers, two true inside linebackers, and your four down. You know, then and then teams as as the passing game became you know, more and more uh, using the tight ends, they started, you know, bringing going to more to a like a four, three defense um, where you had the two corners and the two safeties using a strong safety as sort of your run stopper. Um, but now, you know, this with the advent of the RPO and the run pass option and the speed of some of these tight ends and the size of these tight ends, you know, this four, two, five seems to be the, the defensive choice, right? Because you, you, you got to try to, Figure out a way to stop the run and the pass at the same time. I I would not want to be a defensive coordinator today. I think that would be that that is literally the toughest job in the entire NFL coaching tree is defensive coordinator because you're looking at athletic quarterbacks, speed that we've never seen before, um, tight ends like. Right. I mean, come on, you know, Travis Kelsey, you know, I know Gronk's retired and, you know, we don't have to worry about him on uh, Sunday this weekend, but, you know, look at these Big, strong tight ends. You know, the, the the kid from from the Raiders was, you know, Waller had a nice game. game 100 yards. Yeah, you know, when did tight? end, I go back to the Jonathan Hayes days? God, love him. He was one of my best friends, and and I love that guy. But you know, he was a sixth lineman in the Chiefs' old offense, right? And and that's the way most linemen were. They were they or most tight ends. They were they were you know they were like the sixth lineman, and maybe they'd catch a pass every once in a while. But the game has totally changed. And I like I said, I do not envy. Uh, defensive coordinators and it's definitely the toughest position I think in the coaching realm right
0: now. You know you mentioned Jonathan Hayes I'm kind of uh, a little break in this podcast from all the news for truly breaking news about Jonathan Hayes Um, great guy he was uh, diabetic and my uncle um, is an endocrinologist and through that he he knew him he had him show up at one of my birthday parties which was as you can imagine a little kid a pizza party. And I believe he scored that weekend. So I think I, you know, oh, that's so awesome that, and you know, in case that was one of the years that you were with it, oh, Joe, Jonathan. You're, you're welcome for giving him that pizza that supplied him. With.
1: Oh, <laughs> that there you. Okay. Jonathan, literally one of my favorite people I've ever met in my entire life, not just in football, my entire life, and not just because he was a football player, just one of the most genuine human beings I've ever met in my entire life. And, you know, he wrote a book about his diabetic uh, issues called Necessary Toughness. And, um, you know, it was something that, you know, was was, he would pass out to kids and he would give that out. And I actually got a copy of it and gave it to my next door neighbor, whose uh, son was Diagnosed with, uh, you know, kind of like a juvenile onset mm-hmm. diabetes, and uh, you know, got him the book to read as, as sort of inspiration.
0: But Jonathan, literally, one of the best people in the world. Great guy. And again, uh, now we'll go back a little bit to the preview mm-hmm. of the game, back to our normally scheduled program. Yeah, yeah, no, it's good to talk about to, what people want to hear, right? <laughs> yeah. They want to talk they about hear this about, stuff. They want to hear
1: about my birthday parties growing Absolutely. up. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's the coolest thing in the world, Jeff. That's so cool that, that, uh, that, 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 that happened. So that's, thank you for sharing that.
0: Uh, on the Patriots side. Uh, I know you've been really impressed with the, their defense right now. Uh, you know, I usually vote for the Pro Football Writers Association, uh, mm-hmm. the awards, the team. I think right now, Stephon Gilmore, I think he's defensive player of the year. He's just an absolute lockdown corner. And the yeah, defensive I, I, as a whole has been amazing.
1: I can't, I you know, I can't disagree with you there at all. I think I I totally agree with you. He's, he's playing, he's having a fantastic, fantastic season. I mean, you know, how often do... Can you say that about a defensive back? Right. I, I mean, look, I give him all the credit in the world to, to cover some of these receivers and the speed, but you know, so often we're looking at those type of impact players, the Ray Lewises of the world, the middle linebackers, you know, the the Frank Clarks, the guys who are rushing the passer and you know, getting those sacks at critical times. But you know, f- for someone in, in the defensive backfield to stand out like that, where they're saying that that's a he's a game changer, that's impressive. You know, that's that is uh, you know, that's something we're obviously. And I'm sure Coach Reed is going to have plenty of plays to get, keep it away from him and maybe start to stretch the field differently, right? I mean, you know, it, it's fun to watch. And, you know for, for, you know, for people who are watching the game, especially when they show those wide-angle, you know, uh, shots, you know, especially in passing situations, take a look at – my favorite thing to watch when, I, when I'm watching the pass game is, is whether the team is utilizing a vertical stretch – or whether they're using a horizontal stretch. And what that means is, you know, like, are they flooding one side of the field at different levels, right? Mm-hmm. So picture a football field, you're the quarterback, and you're looking to the right side, and you see a receiver at five yards, 15 yards, and 20 yards, right? All stacked up. And 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 so, you know, the, the quarterback wants to what, what they want to do is stretch the field, right? They want to stretch it vertically. So they want various levels. Cause it's hard, it's hard when you flood a zone to have, to be able to cover all those players. And then I like watching also when they try to stretch the field, um, you know, horizontally, right? So it's receivers running routes at a pretty much the same level, you know, like the 10 yard, you know, maybe a 10 yard, if you need, you know, if you need yardage 10, 15 yards and you got receivers all on the same level, but they're stretching across the field and trying to create openings and holes. Right. And that's where, you know, a lot of tight end play comes in, right? Because they sit down in those in those zones and they put those post up those big those big men, right? And they post them right up. Um, that's what I love watching. And I'm a lineman and I like watching that stuff.
0: And the Um, Chiefs do a great mix of that, just stretching people horizontally and vertically.
1: They do a And they're gonna have to do that this week. So when when you you know when the fans are watching the game, take a look at to see how Coach Reed and his and his offensive staff and how Eric Bienemy stretched that that Patriots defense out got to give Pat Mahomes time right and I think they're going to you know continue to utilize the rollout right and that's been a big big bonus for for them right keeping him protected he's been you know last couple of weeks since he's been back since the knee man a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more he's been rolling and moving and that's that's exciting to see because he can be really dangerous when he's out
0: in space totally and that's you know it's, it's funny that the last two games for the first time in his career he's been under uh and I'm talking about only starts that he finished. I'm excluding the Denver game where he got hurt, obviously. But the first two uh, performances of the career where he had starts and finished under 200 yards passing, and they haven't back-to-back games. But as the Chargers, he had a career high in rushing yardage. Against the Raiders, he rushes for a touchdown. Yeah, that was fantastic. On the other side of the ball, kind of an interesting uh, matchup. Uh, Frank Clark. Is is really coming on now that he's been healthy? Though he's now has a lingering shoulder issue, so that's something to to watch. Another key for the Patriots: a guy who's come back, their first round pick, missed all of last year, and then he was put on uh, um, injured reserve. Just came off it. He he's helped. The the offense seems to be blocking better. They're running the ball better uh, with yeah. eyes with win now at tackle. Yeah, uh, and that's going to be key. Well, I'm sure we're going to see a lot of Sony Michelle, a lot of. Burkhead, talk
1: about that matchup. Yeah, I'm really excited about matchup. Here's why I'm excited about it. I think it's going to pose a real challenge for Frank Clark uh, because Isaiah Wynn is not your typical left tackle. You know, most of your left tackles, if you look up and down the rosters of the NFL, I mean, 6'7", 6'8", 6'6", right? You're putting out these long-armed, you know, fast, agile, you know, quick offensive linemen to protect, Right. I think Frank Clark does a fantastic job against those types of players. I think physically, you know, when you watch him rush and he dips that shoulder oh, and man. he gets low and you he makes you miss with those even if you have the long arms and and I think with Isaiah Wynn, he's going to have a challenge because I Isaiah Wynn's only 6 foot 2. He's probably he probably and I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say this. He's probably the shortest left tackle in the NFL mm-hmm. if I if I had to guess. Maybe maybe it's some one of those other secrets that Belichick knows. He knows that, you know, why put a six foot seven offensive tackle on the left side when you're you've got guys like Frank Clark rushing the passer? Go back to to my era and the Derek Thomases of the world who rushes much like Frank does, dip in that shoulder. Derek used to have field days against those six foot six guys. Mm -hmm. He ate those guys up. But when he when he went up against the shorter you know, and if he would rush inside or do a twist or stunt and went up against the guard, he would struggle because they're shorter, they have lower center of gravity, and and I think that's going to be, to me, if I were a fan,
0: that's the matchup I would watch this week. To your point that a lot of people thought Wim coming out of Georgia, who was a first-round pick, uh, that he was going to be a guard maybe in mm-hmm, the NFL because mm-hmm. he's got more of that prototype. But sure. yeah, maybe he's a better matchup for the Frank Clarks of the world. You're talking about that, Ben. If there was a play against the Chargers uh, where he forced – the interception that Naughty got, um, mm-hmm. man, talking about that—that that was just exactly what you're talking about. The way, how can a guy be that big, that fast, and contort the body to get that low? It was just it, really a marvel.
1: And, and just you think about the 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 physics of it, right? The mechanics mm-hmm. of 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 someone who's six foot six, even six five, you know, getting getting your hands on that small target that they give you it's really hard and you're trying to move your feet at the same time and I think it's going to be an interesting matchup and see how effective you know Frank Clark is and what you know coach Pagnola does to maybe uh, mitigate that and and maybe he rushes Frank Clark from different spots who who knows but that's one I would I would keep my eye on and you know I hope Frank Clark gets 10 sacks against Brady but you know I'm I'm interested to watch that matchup uh, more than more than any uh, on Sunday come Sunday.
0: Definitely. You know, last week we talked about how good Andy Reid is after the buy. Uh, something that's interesting here is Bill Pelichek coming off a loss. That in the Tom Brady era, or at least since he's been starting in 2001, uh, the Patriots are an amazing 41 and 13 after a loss. Jeez, that's so, crazy. yeah. Now, last year they actually did lose twice in a row, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. a lot of people thought kind of the wheels were coming off the dynasty. They, of course. Uh, ended up being the chiefs on the way to the, to advance to the super bowl and then won the super bowl. But yeah, I mean, he is, he is such a master. That's going to add something to the game. Uh, not only his defensive acumen, his coaching acumen, mm-hmm. but really he has some strong leadership principles, Jeff. Oh, yeah.
1: Jeff, he, he's, you know, and I've actually used some of his leadership principles in, in my working life, right? You know, I work in insurance brokerage and consulting now. And, you know, I, I use the four pillars that, you know, Bill Belichick posts on, on every door that goes in and out of the locker room, you know, and, and the team lives by four basic principles. Number one is do your job right? It sounds so simple and so mm-hmm. easy. But what he's telling players to do is don't reach beyond yourself. You know, don't think that you alone are going to win the game, you know, as, as the left tackle or the right outside linebacker, right? Do your job. And collectively, we will be much stronger than all of the individual performances that are going on, on out there, you know, during those 60 minutes, if you do your job and do it the best of your ability. And it keeps people focused. On their role, and I and I'm and I'm assuming when 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 Coach Belichick, you know, expands on that, he's telling the players that you know do your job, because if you do your job and the next person does his job and the next person does his job, you know we're going to be much stronger as a unit than than we are you know individually, and we're going to be stronger collectively. And then the next thing he always says is number two, rules for life is be attentive. You know, and and there's so many things you have to pay attention to uh, in an NFL locker room, right? Be attentive to all the things that are going on, the changes in in the roster and the injury reports, and you know they always know where everybody's weaknesses are. Uh, you know they probably watch more game film than anybody in the world. Uh, and 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 the third principle is pay attention to the details. You know, there's so many things that are hidden within the details, and and I think that's one of the things that has has set that organization apart and why they've been so successful and then finally you know put the team first right don't and when you look at the you look at the great Patriots teams yeah you're always going to have some stars you're always going to have the Tom Brady you know you have got Tom Brady he's the pillar of the team you're always you know for a while there they had Gronkowski but he wasn't always that effective I mean you know Travis Kelsey is is going to do something you know knock on wood you know he's with 70 plus yards away from being the, the first tight end to ever have four 1,000 yard uh, receiving uh, seasons. Gronk never did anything like that. I mean, he was a game, he could be a game changer, but not the way Travis Kelsey is. And well, what,
0: um, What's interesting is, you know, people are talking about the loss of Gronk. He missed a lot of games last year with injuries. He wasn't, wasn't as prolific a, Receiver down the stretch, where they actually miss him most right now, he was almost like an extra offense alignment. He is such a good blocker, and they miss him. And that maybe even more than his passing skills. Yeah. But those, you know, those,
1: those, those four principles, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, are really what set the organization apart. And you have to live by those, right? And, 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 you know, I'm, I'm like 90% sure that Coach Belichick didn't really start instilling those principles until he got to New England you know, he struggled in Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the head coach at Cleveland almost the same exact time that I was playing. I think he was 91 to 95. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, they, they struggled. He was, they were a mediocre average, you know, team. And I think what, what he learned over time is have a team of culture. He is, I mean, that is, that is their number one driving force is that they are team of culture. And, and I think that's where this Chiefs team has, you know, always been as well. I think it's, I think the Chiefs organization has always been an organization of culture. And that's why they've been so successful
0: uh, throughout the years. But and, I'm, I'm- Andy Reid has really instilled uh, an excellent culture, mm-hmm. as you mentioned. I don't think anyone right now, of course, everyone's kind of chasing the Patriots still. Um, who, Joe, what are your predictions for this game? How do you see it? I, you know, I, out. I think there's a, I think there is a chink in the armor. I really do. And I'm,
1: I'm not just being, you know, Pollyanna optimistic about <laughs> it because you know, this is a chiefs because we do believe in the chiefs <laughs> and, uh, and I do as well. And and I really do think this team has the tools. I think they're, they're peaking at just the right time. I think we need to take advantage of that little chink in the armor. Uh, You know, let's keep Tom Brady off the field. Let's keep our offense out on the field. Let's get after him. You know, all the teams that have had the most success against Tom Brady are people that could get to him, right? And put pressure on him because he gets frustrated, he gets flustered, and 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 when he doesn't have time to throw and see the field, you know, we can we can be effective. So I I I, I wanna say I think it's gonna be like twenty seven to twenty one. I don't think it's gonna be by a full touchdown, but I think we're gonna I think we're gonna win. I think we're gonna be able to hold uh, Brady to twenty one points. And I think we're going to rely a little bit on the kicking game for that extra, you know, that extra field goal there. But I, I'm I'm thinking about, you know, 27, you know, with a couple of field goals in there,
0: three touchdowns, uh, the Chiefs come out of of New England with a win. I'm actually predicting a uh, Patriots win. Just being at home, they're always tougher at home. Yeah. There's always weird – you talk about the kind of Al Davis days with the Raiders, how we had the weird sh- shenanigans go on. Mm-hmm. There's always mm-hmm. the communication yeah. system or something goes out and then Gillette – I think coming off a loss are going to be super focused. I still think that defense and Belichick, but, but, so I'm predicting a Patriots win. I, I think we could see them down the road again. So yeah. however this turns yeah. out.
1: Yeah, that would be exciting. That'd be great. It's going to be, a, it's going to be a big week. I mean, this is, this is huge. And this is go back to Marty Schottenheimer mantra. Again, the pyramid is really tight at the top and it's starting to get, we're starting to get to the top of that pyramid
0: right now, this time of the season. Absolutely. Well, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes or available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at believe.com and at believepodcast. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll be back to, uh, next week to wrap up this important Patriots contest.